horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And hello, I hope you are having a great day wherever you are. And as you know, we're only about two weeks away. It's a Friday-Saturday event for the Breeders' Cup. Run out on the West Coast at Santa Anita. Let's knock on wood that there are no uh, incidents uh, on such a national stage Racing's been awful good at uh, giving itself a black eye this year, and uh, we sure don't want that to happen again. Well, we've got uh, two individuals with us tonight that uh, have been uh, popular guests on the show before. Uh, Brian Zipsy, as you know, he's the guy that founded Horse Racing Nation. Well, he's now a contributor. He stepped back. He's got other projects going on, uh, but uh, just an enthusiastic, uh, horse-loving fan and uh, still contributes uh, to the uh, the website, but has a lot of good insights into everything that's going on. Of course, uh, Horse Racing Nation really busy this week. We'll be pulling down some stuff and using it as a cheat sheet tonight. And uh, then our second guest, this is the... I guess you would call it the Buckeye Breeders' Cup in what's called the Best of Ohio. And I'm bringing in one of the best handicappers in Ohio, longtime writer for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, none other than Bob Railbird Roberts, as he is called in the Cleveland area. And uh, Bob's got his uh, finger on the pulse of Ohio racing. The great thing about what's going to happen at Mahoning Valley, now this is going to be on Saturday, okay? Uh, starting at 146, we'll kick off the first of the best of Ohio races. Well, they're having a pick five with only a 15% takeout. Yeah, go get your sticky pad and write that down. Put it on the refrigerator. Only a 15% takeout on the Best of Ohio races. It'll be the second day of racing at Mahoning Valley. So we won't have a whole lot of angles on how the track's playing. But uh, nonetheless, uh, both Bob and I are very familiar with all the players and horses uh, that'll be uh, going to post in uh, in. Uh, Austintown, Ohio. It's uh, basically in the Youngstown area. Very pretty this time of year with the fall color coming in. Let's hope we get a good day. I know there's some wet weather in the west part of the state. Mahoning Valley's in the east part, and uh, hopefully we'll get the, the card off. But again, they start kind of early there, 1.46 Eastern time, and Bob and I will be breaking it down. Of course, the uh, the, I guess one thing to watch, even though like Bob and I, I think he's getting a little long in the tooth. Mo Don't Know will be going for his fourth Best of Ohio endurance win. And they call it an endurance because you have to have it. We're talking a mile and a quarter. All right, I'm not going to talk too much about the Best of Ohio. We'll wait till Roberto Railbird is with us. Uh, of course, uh, with the betting and racing moving around the country, 
so do we with our easy win forms here at Winning Ponies. Come on over and check them out. Also, you can check out how we did last week. I can tell you this. Uh, I'll give you four different tracks where we had a great day. Um, it was uh, just a week ago at Keeneland, a $1 super. We had a key going there that paid 1774 And let's go to West Virginia, Mountaineer Park. Uh, two days previous to that, a 50-cent Super 5, we keyed it, 1758 Let's go up to Chi-Town at Hawthorne. And this was earlier today, a $1 Super, $1,647. And let's not forget our people in the Mid-Atlantic at Laurel Park. A 50-cent Super 5 key paid 1638 Those are the easy win forms to help you out. Come on over to winningponies.com and check them out. You don't have to buy them. You can just check it out and see uh, see how they're playing and see what the results have been. So uh, while all the heavy hitters will be uh, heading out to Santa Anita, the horse that finished first in the Kentucky Derby will be going to Belmont Park to face seven rivals in the grade three bold ruler, none other than maximum security. As you know, he's hit a few bumps in the road. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, just as a game winner did uh, last year. And uh, so they won't be going to the Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, so uh, game winner now, he's been sidelined. He was last year's champion, two-year-old, of course, uh, since July. And uh, they're saying he's not expected to race again for Bob Baffert until 2020. So hope to see that Eclipse Award winner back. Meanwhile, uh, the West uh, Maximum Security, uh, who suffered one of the cruelest twists ever in May when he became the first horse to be disqualified from first in the Kentucky Derby. And so it's been a roller coaster ride ever since that for Gary and Mary West. Um, he uh, went down to defeat in the uh, TVG.com Pegasus Stakes and then won the Haskell Invitational. And then he hit uh, high temperatures uh, at his home in Monmouth Park, cost him some pass on some races and then he was going to go to the pennsylvania derby and uh but uh, it took another turn when he came down with colic five days before the race now uh, the good news is he survived the colic and is good enough to be running in a graded stakes race uh, this week but the west obviously uh very disappointed that uh won't be going to the breeders cup so hopefully this will be one that we will keep in training as a older horse because he hit so many twists and turns in this season uh we'd like to see him come back of course uh jason services says you know we're only running him if he's 100 percent. that's why we passed on the other races but we will be in new york uh this weekend now the west have also said that he might continue out this season uh running at the clark handicap at churchill downs or the cigar mile at aqueduct and if all goes well They'll be pointing to the $9 million Pegasus World Cup Invitational that is carded January 25th. Put that under your new Christmas calendars at Gulfstream Park. So he's going to carry highway to 121 in the Bold Ruler. It'll be something to watch this weekend as we gear up for the Breeders' Cup. Well, uh, California Chrome looks like uh, the uh, popular 
chestnut white blazed stallion will be standing for $30,000. Now, his first yearlings had 11 that sold for six figures, but some people say he didn't set the world on fire. So, uh, Unlike uh, Justify and American Pharaoh, up around 150000 he's going to stand for thirty. Again, as brilliant as he was, as good-looking as he is, uh, we all know that he doesn't have the uh, royal pedigree. So 30000 for a horse of his talent, certainly worth it. Uh, other horses that uh, will be standing near side him, who will have their fees announced, are... Uh, not this time. He's standing for 12.5. Midnight Storm and Mishwish, if I'm saying that right, uh, are 10,000. And Daddy Long Legs won and lost a lot of money on him during his career. Will stand for 7,500. So uh, it looks like uh, California Chrome, 30,000. If you got it, that's good. Go to him because I hope you got a mare. Mares bred in North America dropped 3.5% in 2009. So it dropped to 30,274, while the stallions fell 6.6%. Now, you can get this information and track it uh, through the Jockey Club, but the report of mares bred, and it takes a while to get all the information in, uh, did release that. So, uh you know, we're, we're seeing that, uh, you know, as if we got short fields now, the trend is continuing and we've got to make it so we get new owners in the game. Uh, so just about uh, all, the, all the major states are down. Kentucky, though, was only down 1.1% um, as far as uh, uh, stallions were concerned. They've got... Uh, 220 stallions, and then following them is California with 124, but they're down 18%. After that, Florida has 81 registered stallions, New York 43, Louisiana 79, Uh, then we get to uh, Maryland 31, Pennsylvania 28, Ontario 38, and New Mexico, even though they're down, they stand 51 stallions there uh so but of course the major mares bred uh, certainly in kentucky with seventeen thousand. uh let's see now moving right along and it popped back up um and that pretty much rounds out the report so uh real quick this weekend as i said it's, we're getting ready to go to uh, the breeders cup uh, most of the stakes will be at Mahoning Valley. We'll be addressing that. Several stakes uh, at Belmont. Of course, we talked about the Bold Ruler, but there's also the $100,000 English Channel and the $100,000 Awad stakes. Uh, graded stakes, we've got to go to Santa Anita. It's the Autumn Miss Stakes. That's a tough name, the Autumn Stakes. But anyhow, uh, we're not going to make any mistakes for the rest of the show because we got Brian Zipsy with us, and uh, we're going to walk through some of those uh, uh, Breeders' Cup races, uh, see which ones he wants to talk about. I got most of them queued up here. We'll be ready to roll. I'm John Engelhart, and you're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, 
VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the Easy Win Form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, one of our most popular guests, Brian Zipsy, is with us. Uh, longtime fan of racing, uh, excellent writer and handicapper, and uh, I do believe one of the founding fathers of Horse Racing Nation. Would it be fair to call you that, Brian? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Horse Racing Nation uh, started uh, not that long before they uh, they hired me on, so I was uh, I. I was a uh, secondary founding father, but uh, a lot of people got to know me right away when Horse Racing Nation started to take off. Well, we were talking off air, and you were telling me that uh, this time of year, it's uh, considered one of the busiest uh, uh, horse racing websites out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Horse Racing Nation really is uh, a little different than uh, other websites out there. It it was uh, dragging horse racing nation into uh, modern technology kicking and screaming a little bit unfortunately but uh yeah so many things you could do at horse racing nation uh my partner matt shipman and i who's also been a writer for horse racing nation for a long time uh we're very proud of our uh, internet youtube show uh horse center and uh yeah i I'm no longer the editor. It's been about two years since I've been the editor of Horse Racing Nation. I did it for seven years, as you probably know, John. But uh, onward and upward for the uh, the fledgling uh, website that started about 10, 11 years ago. Well, it does keep you busy because it really moves. I mean, you got you know fan input, uh, you've got entries results at all tracks, and then of course you got the latest uh, breaking news, and of course. 
pretty much all the news for the next two weeks is going to be about the Breeders' Cup contenders. And uh, we do have the, the pre-entries, but I can tell you this. I literally had to go out and buy a new ink <laughs> package today because I tried download them and it just, it just wiped me out. 52 pages, you know. So that took up about an hour of my day with the traffic. But uh, nonetheless, uh, give me your big picture read and then let's go back and maybe – Look at a couple races, not asking to handicap him, but just painting with a broad brush. Give me your big picture. Yeah, well, you, you always start with the Breeders' Cup Classic. That's the big, the big one, the signature race of the Breeders' Cup. And, and this year, it really is uh, kind of a uh, culmination of, uh, of a chaotic year for the three-year-olds and the older dirt horses as well. So wide-open Breeders' Cup Classic, but there are plenty of stars. The Horse of the Year certainly is up for grabs. Midnight Basu, Bricks and Mortar. Omaha Beach making his second race back. Sister Charlie and Magical going to meet. And then you got the up-and-coming two-year-olds on Friday. So lots of good stuff going on in the Breeders' Cup, as always. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because uh, I don't have the stats in front of me. But more, more often than not, uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic uh, will be the race that's going to produce uh, the horse of the year. And that doesn't often, seem to be the, the case this year, I don't think. Often, often true. Um, more often than not, it's true. I don't, I don't know the exact numbers of the Breeders' Cup Classic since it started in 1984 when Wild again shocked slew a Golden Gate dancer in that Breeders' Cup Classic, John. But, yeah, more often than not, the Breeders' Cup Classic is the definitive race in the Horse of the Year race, and, and it's very unlikely. It's not completely out of the picture, I think if Code of Honor was an impressive winner, uh, he would be the best chance of a Breeders' Cup Classic, but then you would have to have other horses stumble in other Breeders' Cup races this weekend, or next weekend. Excuse me, I'm excited. Uh, well, uh, you, you know, we've kind of got to who's going to go where, and uh, were, were you surprised that Elate, who has not raced against boys all year long, looks like should be going in the Breeders' Cup Classic. You know, I'm, I'm not. And, and part of it, of course, is this story goes back to last year because Elate uh, was seriously be- being considered for the Breeders' Cup Classic last year as a four-year-old. Of course, she had a little bit of a, a physical setback last year and missed the Breeders' Cup altogether. Otherwise, she might have been in the Classic last year. I think this Breeders' Cup Classic is not as strong as last year's Classic. It's her swan song. She's going off to retirement after this race one way or the other. And uh, I think a mile and a quarter is her better distance than a mile and an eighth, which the Breeders' Cup Distaff is. And, of course, the Breeders' Cup Distaff has her, has her nemesis, Midnight the Sioux. So there's, uh, there's good reason for trainer Bill Mott to, uh, to go after the, uh, the riches of the Breeders' Cup Classic with a really nice mare. Yeah, you pointed it out. She has never been defeated at a mile and a quarter she's three for three and has won one million one hundred sixty thousand dollars at the distance and so i mean there's really nothing more for her to prove and uh being you know uh owned and bred by claiborne farm and adele uh dishneider you know that she's going back to Claiborne, probably go to Warfront or who knows which one of their top stallions. So, I mean, it's not like really a proving ground. It's just a good dece- good decision by by distance. She's never been beaten a mile and a quarter. And, heck, she doesn't know she's running against boys. It would be interesting to find out. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She, she is the second best dirt female in the country. And it's not with the, it's not out of the question to, to say after next Saturday night, we'll be calling her the second best dirt horse uh, of either gender because these males are beatable and, and a late, I think sounds like you're, you're, you're agreeing with me here, John. I think a late has a shot. Well, uh, let's talk about her nemesis, uh, Midnight Bizu, uh, that'll obviously uh, be one of the top horses to look at in the Breeders' Cup distaff. That is a mile and an eighth. Uh, we kind of have, haven't heard too much from Dunbar Road, who looked like such a superstar after her mother goose in Alabama win. She got a little comeuppance there at Keeneland uh, where uh, she was beaten by Blue Prize and Elate. So Dunbar Road, uh, but uh, Midnight Bizu, I understand that uh, why don't you go on over to Faze and tip it in a week. You can buy her after this race. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, she, she's been America's, uh, you know, as, as we know, dirt is the uh, preferred surface of American racing over turf. Uh, we're, we're the country that celebrates dirt racing, and uh, Midnight Pursuit uh, has been our best horse this year on dirt. She's she's put together an amazing record. Some of them uh, real tough battles. Uh, some of them rather easy wins, but she's seven for seven. It's amazing that she's won these races all over the country, and uh, she raced the late three times. The last one was the toughest at Saratoga. A mile and an eighth, uh, I think, was the race of the year. The personal ensign, they, they yes. came down to the wire together. Oh, and, what a and, race. And Mid- Midnight Pursuit pulled it out, as she's done every single time this year. So Midnight Pursuit uh, making a great case. This is a rarity, too. You don't see uh, many years where a horse of the year does not race against male horses. And, and she's got a big shot to do that. I, I see her as the biggest favorite of the whole Breeders' Cup uh, menu. Um, now I've got the, the pre PPs and there's not a jockey listed, but I'm thinking Mike Smith was busy when the bell dame was being run. And I think Johnny V just had the opportunity to substitute for him again. Do you know if that's the case? Yeah, no, I, I, I have not heard anything to the contrary. Uh, Mike Smith's been, been her rider for a while now. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm positive Mike Smith, unlike, uh, his, uh, his classic mount, which has of course, famously changed recently he's no longer riding mckinsey in the classic who could be the favorite but uh, he'll be on uh, he'll be on midnight pursuit as a heavy favorite in the distaff and i and i think the the, the philly that uh, she'll have to beat i mean it's kind of wide open after you look at midnight pursuit but i think the philly that uh, might be second best in there is dunbar road the one you mentioned very talented philly remember chad brown really wanted to get her into the uh, Kentucky Oaks with only two races uh, under her belt, and she didn't get in. Uh, but she's uh, that spinster. I think was a funny race. Blue Pri- Blue Prize loves Keeneland, and she swept by a late and Dunbar Road late. But uh, I expect both a late and Dunbar Road in different races now to uh, to kind of bounce back and run good races at the Breeders' Cup. Well, uh, th- those are definitely the ones to beat, but uh, I'd love to see Street Band jump up and run another big one uh, like she did in the grade one cotillion. Uh, you know, that was a pretty solid feel there, and that horse put in a humongous race. And, of course, the darling Sophie Doyle will be up, so I'll, I'll be rooting for her, but she's entering some deep water in here for sure. Uh, let me go through uh, some more of the Saturday card here. Again, I'm working off my computer 
scooter, Brian, because I just ran out of ink. Um, let's see. Here we go. How about? Come on, John. Here's the race you wanted. Here we go. Yes. The uh, well, wait. There's one race I got to ask you about. The sixth. The name of that race. <laughs> I know I'm going off card here. Is the Big Ass Fans Breeders Cup Dirt Mile? Are you kidding me? The big ass fans. <laughs> what do you know about this? Well, about the sponsor, not not a whole heck of a lot. Uh, it, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's a name I think uh, that uh, we're starting to see in in America more these days. You know, it catches uh, catches the uh, public eye. So they apparently they make big, really big fans, and they're used in all sorts of settings. Uh, uh, sometimes equine settings. Uh, yes. Big, big ass fans, dirt mile. I, I I don't mind saying big ass fans, dirt mile. Do you? No, no, no. As a matter of fact, uh, if you go to the truck stops, they got big ass sandwiches. Only they're they're uh, spelled A Z. <laughs> so you know, I was like, yeah, be sure to stop and get yourself a big ass cheeseburger. <laughs> At least you know, in the Midwest, I hear that advertising. You know, on the late night trucker shows. You know, and the first time I heard it, I'm like, what? There's always a product called big ass. But then when I finally saw one at a truck stop, it's A Z. But I have heard of the big ass fans, and they're the ones you'll see at a lot of tracks at the end of a shed row, you know, sucking that That's hot right. air out. Yeah. But I just thought that was pretty <laughs> fun. But uh, it, you know, it is. <laughs> it is. And, 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 and the horse that's running in the big ass dirt mile might be the, the, the best story of all, right? Omaha Beach. Uh, you know how close he was to being the Kentucky Derby favorite uh, before uh, Richard Mandela had to, had to scratch him uh, with the uh, with the little throat uh, issue, and uh, when he came back last month, I, I was just amazed at how well he ran in a really really tough six furlong sprint. So Omaha Beach, I think everybody wants to see how he can do. Second race back in the big ass fans dirt mile, he'll probably be a heavy favorite in here too, John. But, um, you know, he can sneak up and, and win an Eclipse Award, even though he missed the entire Triple Crown. And, and Haskell and Travers, he wasn't around, but that's how good he is. Well, you, you know, Brian, and I'm thinking, too, that Mandela's thinking, okay, because we know he had the option of going in the sprint or going in the big-ass fans' dirt mile, that, <laughs> that he's taking that next step forward with stretching him out with the Pegasus Cup in his future eye. Yeah, and and it it amazed me a little bit too. I'll take my amazement a step farther with this horse that they really did consider the classic as a third option uh, to go from the six furlong San Anita Sprint Championship a month later and come back in a ten furlong Breeders' Cup Classic was a little bit mind blowing. Uh, they they think he's a special kind of horse, and and that's what he uh, certainly looked like early this year with those big wins. Uh, Big win in uh, maiden race. Uh, by the way, the horse he blew away in his maiden race came back and won the Queen's Plate several months later. And then he beat the experienced Bafford horses in back-to-back races at Arkansas. So, yeah, this horse is, is building. We, we hope uh, there's still a chance he races past the Pegasus next year. We don't know. There's a, there is a, uh, a breeding deal with Spendthrift. But uh, considering he missed so much time and is still relatively lightly raced, uh, we definitely have the Pegasus World Cup in January, as you mentioned, to look forward to with them. But uh, maybe even beyond. But uh, 
the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. The Big Ass Fans Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. There you go. Uh, Let's not forget them it, Big Ass Fans. <laughs> is yeah, it's it's a it's a bigger ass story because Omaha Beach is in there. Absolutely, and there's some other stories in there that'll make a, a great story should they win. Uh, but. Uh, y- he he's definitely uh, the one to watch and then the one to watch in the future. I really hope, and I understand Spendthrift's in the business of breeding, but uh, that it would be great uh, to see him race as a four-year-old. Because like you said, <clears throat> I think he's left a little on the table to prove. You know, I mean, he's only won three races after his maiden. We know he's sensational looking and trains lights out, but it would be nice for him to prove it. Of course, if he does win the Pegasus, uh, I think he can pretty much put him away because of the money he's earned and the horses that he'll beat in there. But that story is is yet to be written. Well, one other race that always draws a lot of uh, attention and has caused a lot of upsets and torn tickets in the Breeders' Cup is the Breeders' Cup Sprint. And we're talking with Brian Zipsy. And, uh, you know, this, again, Draws together the uh, the fastest horses out there. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, at this point in time, as sensational as uh, he's been, Imperial Hint uh, has to go near the top of the list of uh, uh, upsets. But you've got Matoli in there, uh, Chance a lot, who was narrowly uh, uh, beaten by Omaha Beach. I mean, this is a really talented group. But again, it's a race that has provided a lot of upsets in the Breeders' Cup over the years. Yeah, John, looking at the Breeders' Cup sprint, it, it was one of those things where we were kind of waiting because it happens uh, a lot. We don't know if uh, one horse will go in the Breeders' Cup dirt mile or the Breeders' Cup sprint, of course, which is six furlongs, three quarters of a mile. Horses are often looking at both races or the connections of the horses, that is. And this year, I think it was uh, more true than most. Omaha Beach went to the dirt mile. But you had Catalina Cruiser, you had uh, Ferenzi Fire, you had Matoli, biggest of all, uh, go to the sprint. So for my money, the Breeders' Cup sprint this year has become the deepest as far as quality uh, of any of the Breeders' Cup races. You mentioned a few. I think Matoli is still the favorite, despite the fact that uh, Imperial Hint got him at Saratoga in the Vanderbilt a few months ago. Matoli's really had a great year. That was his only loss, and he bounced back great since then. You got Imperial Hint making his third try. He was second two years ago. He was third in this race last year. Uh, and, and what a gutsy little sprinter he is, uh, as we saw last time when he won the Vosburg, when Frenzy Fire looked like he had him beat. Frenzy Fire's in there. Uh, Catalina Cruiser is a really nice horse who's only lost once in his life, and he's done it at different distances on both coasts. Uh, Chancelot is as fast as they come. You can bet he'll uh, be out on the early lead with Matoli breathing down his neck early. And then you got some interesting rallyers, horses like Engage or, or maybe uh, the veteran Whitmore. So, uh, yeah, top to bottom, what a good race. What an interesting race the Breeders' Cup Sprint will be. Absolutely. Well, uh, we've been, uh, you know, blessed with brian zipsy spending some time with us brian speaking of spending time where will you be spending time friday and saturday actually you know i i've I've been to so many breeders cups over the years and we have uh we have a lot going on here at the the house in in kentucky just outside of louisville i'm not making the trip out this year 
I love going to see uh, Breeders' Cups at Santa Anita. It's a great place to watch the Breeders' Cup. But this year, John, I will be at home. I'll be writing. I'll be watching and wagering on uh, on all the Breeders' Cup races Friday and Saturday. But, uh, yeah, in the comfort of my own living room with uh, a few friends, a few horse racing friends of mine coming over to make it a little bit of a party. That's good. I like being with friends, too, as long as they shut up during the calling of the race. <laughs> well, they they love the races as much as I do, so you know that that that's not a problem. <laughs> that that's good, but that that just kills me when I have. Hey, he's he's over here and and he's in fifth, and now I'm trying to listen to the track announcer. I'm like, dude, shut up! But uh, <laughs> you know, but that that's the the way of the modern world. You know, a lot of people will be watching from the comfort of their home with uh, non expensive uh, beer and uh, uh, plenty plenty of food to go with it. Well, Brian Zipsy, thanks a lot, man. I I told you I'd reach out to you before the Breeders' Cup and. Obviously, I did. You're here now, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best uh, over the next uh, Friday and Saturday of which you will be watching the races. John, I always appreciate being on your show. Thank you for having me on, and have a great, uh, great Breeders' Cup experience, and hopefully you win some money, my friend. I hope so. It's not going to be easy, but... I'll give it a try. All right, that was Brian Zipsy with us. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with the Railbird. That's right. Bob Railbird Roberts. We're going to be breaking down the track that's given out the most stakes money of the weekend, Mahoning Valley. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full field with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. 
Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. If I All right, and with me, a gentleman I have literally known for decades, the one, the only, Bob Railbird Roberts. Roberto, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, John. I was in Las Vegas last week for what they call the uh, Fall Classic Handicapping Contest, and I did so I did so poorly. I had to borrow twenty dollars from Wayne Newton to get back to the airport for cab fare, <laughs> <laughs> and he oh. didn't want to give me the twenty. <laughs> oh, Donka Shane. Well, anyhow, I'm sure you, I'm sure you had fun. That's for sure. And I'm we glad uh, had a lot of great food, a lot of fine wine, and a lot of slow horses. Oh yeah, we had a ball. Oh well, it, it, it happens on occasion, but yeah, you, you've won your fair share of handicapping contests, so I'm not going to cry, cry in my beer. Well, uh, well, you're right. Hey, listen, uh, before I go any further, since you're not too far from Youngstown, where you are right now, how are we looking for weather on Saturday? You know, there's a chance it might rain. Yeah. It's funny because uh, I'm going to do a doubleheader Saturday. One of my granddaughters runs cross high school cross country. What's the odds of this? And the regional meet is at Boardman High School at 11 o'clock in the morning. So I can watch her run and then go watch the horses run 20 minutes away. Oh, great. It's near Youngstown? Yeah, Boardman High School, just outside of Youngstown. That's where Bernie Kosar, I think. Yeah, Bernie Kosar was from Boardman High School. Yeah. Is that right? John, the forecast for Saturday is rain and 57. Oh, crap. Yeah, I know. You want to move just... the races up to Friday, 58 and cloudy. Uh, Sorry. Too, too late now. Well... Right. I don't know how much that's going to change you? our handicapping. Uh, yeah, you can't you can't go by that. You're right. Just wear your boots and hope for the best. Right. Don't worry about it. But it, it is what it is, as they say. Uh, I got to be out in it. So what can yeah, I say? That's right with your camera. <laughs> part part of my job doing interviews after every race and stuff. And uh, oh, oh well. life yeah, goes I on. Understand. After eight years shooting at Keeneland, I'm, I'm used to some nasty weather every now and then. But uh, anyhow, it is interesting. As, as I said uh, when we were uh, off uh, microphone, we've got uh, a horse that could probably pretty much pick up uh, the 60% portion of a $150,000 check that's going to be running out at Santa Anita in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mayor Sprint. And uh, I'm not sure if you're on Twitter with Ron Paolucci, but he's talking about this horse being the next coming of Rachel Alexandra. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a little strong, but she's obviously nice. She's a nice filly, and you're right, she's passing up... Uh, Probably, on, um, there's no such thing as a sure thing, but she's passing up a pretty good chance to collect, uh, what is it, uh, 90000 right, by winning this race in, in, uh, at, at, uh, in Youngstown to go raid Santa Anita. I, I see the early entry. She's got to face uh, Bellafina and Kafefi and come dancing. That's a pretty, bu- that's pretty uh, strong, Serengeti Empress. That's a pretty strong group she's in with there. It, it, it is. I, you know, but uh, I've seen... Pellucci do it before where he runs third or fourth and picks up a $90,000 check. So, you know, it's That's a million-dollar race. I, yeah. yeah. It's a, 
you're right. Million dollars. You're right about that. I didn't look at it that way, but you're right about that. Yeah, you're right. I know. Well, he, I know he, he he goes to win for sure. But you know, if he can pick up a ninety thousand dollar check for running third or fourth, there's right. nothing wrong with that. Right. And if she should run third, she's going to be uh, you know. Grade one placed, uh, although I, I know he loves this horse so much. Believe it or not, he started to change his plan a little bit. I had a brief conversation with him in that uh, he may be keeping some of these standout mares like Heaven Has My Nikki and actually breeding them in Ohio. Mm. That's a good move because uh, if you're good enough to go on the road, you go on the road. If uh, things don't uh, come out the way you want, you stay home and try to cash. So, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a good move. Why not? I believe he- and we yeah, can use believe, it in Ohio, too. Yeah, and I believe he's already got a contract to Into Mischief, which would not well, be too go. bad, as hot as he is. But anyhow, this You're is right. going to be a big day. I, I hope you do make it I, a, after your granddaughter's race uh, <laughs> to co- come down to see us at Mahoning. Um, so let, let, let's get into it. I can't believe that, uh, well, maybe I should save this for last, but what the heck, I'm not going to. Uh, that. Mo don't know is going for his fourth best of Ohio endurance. That's yeah, but I, I got a feeling that Mo don't know, kind of like you and I, Bob, is getting a little long in the tooth. Well, that is a bit of a problem, isn't it? And uh, yeah, he is—he's uh, not having it. Well, he's only won one race this year. He's only yeah. won uh, forty thousand dollars, and uh, he hasn't won a stake race. So I don't, you know. Maybe going to uh, the fairgrounds in, in Oakland uh, the early part of the year and, and Gulfstream took its toll on him a little bit. I mean, he's, he's come close at Thistledown, but uh, actually what's, he's only running two Ohio Stakes this year. They're at the Babs Memorial, second, and then fifth in the Gendelman. So, has, and those are tur- well, one of them was a turf race, yeah. I mean, it hasn't been a good year for him. What is he? He's, uh, he's five, right? I think he's five. No, he's six. Uh, he's six. He's, he's six. six. Yeah, he's six. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad because you know what? He's at $908,000. He should have been a millionaire by now. So, right. I don't know. He's going to need a big rebound effort in this race. That's for sure. But, uh, well, hey, yeah. you know. Luch likes to swing for I'll the fences. I'll tell you fences. one thing he's got going for him, John. He's run at Mahoney Valley four times, and he has three victories in a second. So, he likes that deep racetrack. So, that, that, that's in his favor. He does, he does, but I mean, this race is uh, it's uh, pretty wide open. Um, this uh, accredited bred uh, Verasimo uh, just keeps knocking at the door, won't go away. Uh, right. Seven starts and has never been worse than second with four wins. Uh, now right. he has one at at Mahoning, um, so this horse could be a threat. Um, Let's call it even is not the same horse it was who won the best of ran second behind Mo Don't Know uh, and right. won the Governor's Buckeye Cup back in 2018. Eight um, the hard way is, is not the gelding that he used to be. Uh, it's kind of like yeah. uh, I'm doing more elimination than I am. Now, I guess the I mystery horse in here is forewarned in Ohio bred uh, that's only run in Ohio, I, I think, two times, and they were both at Mahoning. You're right. With a win in a second. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's falling off the past performance line. But, you know, John, this, not only is this race wide open, I think the whole day's wide open. I really do. I mean, there, there's, there, are, there has not been a dominant horse 
this year in the Ohio program. It just hasn't. I mean, there's rarely can you find more than two or three horses that have won two stake races this year. So I think this is a pretty wide open day. I think if uh, people like to bet their money and get a good value, get a good price for their money, this is a day to bet Ohio horse racing because there's some wide open races here. That's for sure. It is, and I'm going to give him a, a, a single, but we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that later in the really uh, this okay. segment. Yes, I've got an absolute uh, right. single. But so anyhow, we're we're going backwards. Uh, this is the uh, best of Ohio endurance. Uh, right. Wh- where are you going? Because I'm still handicapping. I can't figure it out. I mean, is, is uh, Fort Warren just well, running against so much better horses that it could dominate in here? Right. Could. What about? Uh, what about Mobile Solution? He's had a pretty good year. He ran. He just got beaten a photo by the horse you mentioned before, Verissimo. He ran big in the uh, cat launch in late September. It's uh, Radosevich. He has a way of getting these horses cranked up for a, for a big race. He did win the Governor's Buckeye Cup, so we we know distance is no problem for this horse. I think uh, he's got a big chance. He's nine to two in the morning line, so I might put, I make I might if I have to make a win bet, I might be betting on Mobile Solution to win this thing, and then take him in some gimmicks with uh, with the other horse, uh, the Ver- Verissimo, and uh, I don't know for some reason Mo don't know just might somehow land on the ticket. You don't have a uh, top pick yet in this race? No, I'll be honest with you, I really don't. Um, I, again, I. I just, I, I respect uh, Jeff Radosovich so much. I mean, he's right. batting 20, 27% on the season. The guy's just phenomenal. He takes such good hor- care of his horses. They look so great when they come over. So, you know, he, he, he could win, I don't know, three or four races on the card uh, as good as his barn is right now. So, no, I don't have a standout. It will be interesting. Okay. Uh, we'll watch the weather because Moe's another one that likes to run in the rain. And right. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Jeff Radosevich is the only, the only uh, athlete in the history of Thistledown to first be the leading jockey for a year and then be the leading trainer. No other horseman has done that in the history of the racetrack. There's been some good ones that have tried to train after they rode, but nobody has won a year-end title both as a trainer and a jockey until he did it about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And I, I'm a... I'm on the Greater Cleveland Sports Hall of Fame Selection Committee, and we got him in the Hall of Fame a few years ago because Good. of that accomplishment. Yeah. That, so that's you always got to keep it on. And, of course, we're talking about Verissimo, and, and I'm talking about the mobile solution, which means if they run one-two, he runs one-two because he trains them both. Well, let's fact, move he's on. he three in there. Let's move he's on to got another. Modo, no. Yeah, I mean – like I said, he could win four races on the card. Well, I want to make sure yeah. we get all the races in, Bob. So let's move go on ahead. to the uh, the best of Ohio distaff. We'll go backwards. Another one okay. wide open uh, with a lot of horses that have had big days in the past. We know uh, Leona's reward has been a perennial champion, but this not being her best year, I'm guessing she'll be going to the breeding shed uh, after this race. But then you got Take Charge Delilah, who jumped up and uh, you know won the uh, the race last year and uh, just hasn't had the same season. She's five and zero. Oh. Uh, Gary Johnson, the uh, the other tag team trainer for uh, Palucci, will be in there. I see Deshaun Parker will be riding. But uh, I'm not going to say anything more because this feels just too deep for me to find somebody rising to the top, Bob Railbird Roberts. Yeah, 
I know. It's too bad about Leona's reward. Uh, what a record she has at, at Mahoney Valley. I mean, how many times do horses go 8 for 11 in their career at a racetrack? She's made uh, almost 350000 at that track. There's another uh, horse that Radosevich you have to look at, Grizabella, the, the three-horse. She, uh, she, she's in good form. She's won four times this year. She's, uh, in fact, she, my God, she's been one, two, three, ten of 11 starts. Won the Miss Southern Ohio uh, down down your way at, uh, at Bel- Belterra in early September. This is a nice uh, this is a nice piece here. So I think you got to keep an eye on her. And I was looking at uh, Magna Rose, who has uh, only been in Ohio a few times and uh, ran second in the uh, Diana back in uh, first week in October, not that long ago actually. Obviously, it's a prep for this. Trained by Brendan Walsh coming in. And uh, one of your favorite jockeys, Johnny McKee, has the mount. Absolutely. So i got to keep an eye on that one, too. So I, yeah, I, I, yeah, so look out there. That, uh, you're right. That's, that, well, that would fit into the Radosevich plan if, uh, if Grizabella wins. But uh, I'm looking at Magna Rose. I think that, that's right. where my money will go, my win money. Okay. All right. we got three races to go. We're talking with Bob the Railbird Roberts, and now we got the best of Ohio Sprint. You don't think this isn't a single? Well, it's interesting. I know. I mean, I know this is the Ohio defending Ohio Horse of the Year, but you know, been on the road there a little bit. Hasn't spent a whole lot of time back home taking on some of the hammers, right? Yeah, yeah uh, just missed in a Grade Three last time out. I know. I know. Uh, when's the last time that horse lost two races in a row, if ever? We're talking about Altissimo, obviously, the defending Ohio Horse of the Year. I mean, I guess if you had to have a single, that would be the single because I don't know where else I might go except I might go to the four-horse Diamond Dust, who's, uh, who's uh, on, on, top of, uh, on top of his He's only a three-year-old, but he's had a, he's had a good year, too. Second in the Cleveland Gold Cup. Uh, he won the Tall Stacks. He won the uh, Howard B. Noonan. Last year, he won the Juvenile on this day, on Best of Ohio Day. I think you got to give that horse a look, a little bit of a look there, Diamond uh, Dust. And they're bringing you back do. the jockey that was good on him last, uh, last, uh, earlier this year and last year, uh, Corrales, Geraldo Corrales. But I know Altissimo. I'm, Alt- you know, if Altissimo doesn't win this race, could open up the Ohio Horse of the Year again. If he wins it, it's a game, set, and match. But I'm with you. If I had to do one single, he would be the single. That's for sure. He did have a bullet workout last week. He went a half a mile in a, was a slow day for workouts at this alone, even though it says fast October 14th. He worked a half in 49-2, and two, and that was the fastest of eight moves at the distance. So that's a... Uh, a slow bullet, as we say in the <laughs> in the clocking business. Well, I, you know, you don't think, think, uh, if you had a bet, if you had a bet against him, who would you use? Uh, probably Diamond Dust, uh, because yeah, I, I was there yeah. the day he he was going to win the green carpet, without a doubt. And the jock switched whips and cracked him, and he pretty much mm. went over the fence or went under the fence. Yeah, uh, yeah. the jock. Yeah. I mean, you should have seen how much I. I think he was scared by how fast he went. I mean, I was standing right there oh on the rail over on the turf course, <laughs> and he, you know he was great. But the thing about Altissimo is, if you watch the DeFrancis 
Memorial Dash. Um, he should have won that race. A horse that ended up running, I think, last, bolted. It had the lead. Altissimo's making his winning move on the outside of this horse. He gets carried yeah. outside, and Killybeg's captain yeah. shoots up the rail, and then Altissimo regains his stride and comes back, and Killybeg's captain is racing against uh, maximum security on Saturday. So, yeah. uh, you know. Exactly. I, I, exactly. I was just about to say that. You're right. I mean, the, hey, Altissimo is a very, very nice. You're right. Killybeg's captain is 6 to 1. And the bold ruler on Saturday against maximum security, who's even money. You're right. No, 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 no. This is a, this is a fine horse. And my God, how many horses can walk around with 16 wins out of 38 starts, nearly 700,000? It's been a pleasure to watch them. And I applaud them for going to the races. They, you know, they've gone to the races. Well, how do you explain the honey, Jay? What happened that day when uh, uh, I'd already put five that cents much- on the dollar? And uh, and couldn't get past the uh, brown buckeye. I watched the race. You know, you you've been there. Every horse, you know, right. has his day. You know, Matoli, bricks and mortar, and uh, you know, uh, I, that might have right. just not been his day. But he came back to prove that he was right there. Right. Well, we only got about four minutes left for the baby races. Okay, uh, let's go to the juvenile. Uh, the boys. Okay. I think this might be either one of the most wide open races on the card, or if Tim Ham figured out liberate when he took him down to the sapling at Monmouth. If that horse is back to its original form, it should just dominate this bunch. Yeah, but I tell you, I, I have a lot of respect for a horseman named Charlie Williams, owner-trainer Charlie Williams. He's got that Moonlight Mission in there. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got the wrong one. I got the you're feeling. Wrong, that you're I, already I, jumping I, uh, to my single, yeah. Bob. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm with you on this one. No, no, no. Liberate. Back in Ohio after the sapling. I remember when the sapling was like a grade one steak race. Yes. I don't know what happened that day at Monmouth, but that, that was, it says here, the foot, I didn't see the race, but it says on tight on rail. Did you see the race? No, I did not get a chance to. Yeah, but he, no, he might have got, got pinched. He was out of his element. Uh, you know, she was, uh, you know, going a mile. He, rather. Um but actually, after you win, like the Cleveland Kindergarten, um, there's no route races for Buckeye Breads, two-year-old yeah. boys. So yeah. he, that, he t- Tim had to go there. He's like, I got to go yeah. someplace. He was either going to go there or go to Saratoga. So th- that looks like Let me a tell you something. This could be a single, too. Now that you look at it, that could be a single. Right. If you just put a line through that race, you know, he's won by yes. 17 and a quarter, seven yes. and eight. As the rider pleased, so no, no, you know, I that, think that's a that'd be a single for me, and he's two to one on the morning line. All well, right, well, I, you, you, yeah, I I got to go by there. Right, you tried to jump my single in the last race. We're going to look at the John W. Galbraith Moonlit <laughs> Mission, an absolute yeah. work of art by Charlie Williams. Same thing. Right, couldn't find. I only got a minute left. Darn it! Uh, go ahead. Couldn't find a route race. Decides to go against open company against the boys and wins like a good thing. Um, right. And I, I watched his two races before that. Uh, his maiden race, a beat Edge of Night, who went on to become a stakes winner, and then comes out and wins the Tada. I'll shut up because you got 30 seconds to probably weigh in and agree with me. I agree with I, uh, Moonlight. Hey, we can hit this pick five with the three singles. <laughs> I'm, going for, I'm going for Moonlight Mission. I will give you a dangerous maiden, the six horse, Succotash. For Michael yes. Rohn, that horse yes. gives me the willies. That horse come could come up big in this race. 
And he's I know. Uh, eight to one. She's eight to one on the morning line. Close like a bat out of hell in the Emerald Necklace. Well, my my man A Rod is telling me, John, we got to get out. All right, Bob Ralph Roberts. I will see you on Saturday. Okay. All right, John. Bring your boots, and I'll bring the money for us to bet. How's that? You got it, brother. You got all whatever all stuff right. that Ray Newton gave you. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank Bob Roberts. I want to thank Brian Zipsy. I want to thank my producer, A-Rod. Hopefully, he's getting me out in time. And uh, so, anyhow, we just gave you the pick five at Mahoning on Saturday. Don't forget us when you're sending Christmas cards. Uh, you can feel to put a little Christmas green in there if you want to. All right. For both of my guests, A-Rod, I'm John Engelhart. Remember, when you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.